All right, thank you for listening to the ESBC Betting and Financial Podcast. Where right now we're at sixty-seven percent. Right, we're at sixty-seven percent college football, sixty-five percent NFL, and now I gotta check it. But we're about we're about seventy-five percent NBA. We cover with the Heat tonight plus eight. Uh, the Heat have been covering us the last three games. Yes, you know about those. LA inflated lines, right? Those LA inflated lines, um, they're no joke. People go f- from LA all the way down to uh, Vegas or wherever, and they uh, put a million dollars on the Lakers without thinking. So the lines get inflated. We go the other way, plus eight, we make a lot of money. Now, uh, if you're the smartest, toughest person in the room, you are in the wrong room. That's why we have the Marine, Josh Luna, a guy who's a lot smarter than I am, a lot tougher than I am, here tonight. Help me with uh, college football. He'll be here every single week. He'll be reporting on uh, Florida Gators, FSU, and then uh, the LA teams when they come in uh, with the Pac-12. Thank you, Josh, for being here with us. No, thank you for having me. Um, as you can see, I'm a little um, heartbroken after this Laker loss. <laughs> where it was a tough L today, but we're going to get them back on Sunday, so we'll be okay. Right. And Kuzma uh, was a problem there, but that, we'll save that for the NBA podcast. Yeah, we'll definitely talk about that a little bit later. Right. All right. So, yeah. So, uh, did you read up a little bit on the Florida Gators and Florida State? You can tell what's going on with them. Oh, yes. Um, Florida, I think we should just do that with the SEC podcast. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll only talk about SEC in the podcast. And then yeah, Florida we'll talk State. about SEC and we'll talk about um, Oklahoma and Texas. Okay, Oklahoma and Texas. Okay, well, we can start with Florida State right now. Okay. We'll start with Florida State. They're playing at Notre Dame. It's a... Uh, they're plus 21 at South Bend. Uh, it's going to be a tough game for Florida State. Notre Dame has been one of the top teams in the country. Right. For them to cover would be very yeah. – Oh, yes. No, it's going to be tough. I think I think Notre Dame is looking really good. They're a team on a mission. They want to get that last playoff spot. So I, I want that – I think Notre Dame is going to push all in to try to dominate Florida State on both sides of the ball. Right, Florida State has not looked good at all this year. Uh, Willie Taggart, he coached uh, where I went to school. I graduated from the University of South Florida. And he, uh, even though he's a horrible strategist, he really connects with the players. So they were really mad, especially uh, in this George Floyd era. They were really mad that he got fired and he was replaced by a white coach. Uh, he hasn't really endeared himself to the to the players on Florida State, and uh, it's been a mess so far. And he got himself uh, uh, COVID nineteen, Coach Norvell, and by him doing that, uh, it's just not have been, it has not been a good scene right now for, uh, uh, as we call them, as the University of South Florida calls them, the Florida State criminals. 
<laughs> yeah, I know. I guess they've been a team with a lot of trouble. I mean, at least they didn't come back on Jacksonville State. So <laughs> yeah, Jacksonville State. Uh, so that's them. Uh, I'll report on the AAC because I graduated from the University of South Florida, and uh, I follow the AAC team. And the University of South Florida uh, is, is you never bet your own team. So I can't bet the University of South Florida because I'm too emotional about it. And I overestimate decisions when it comes to the University of South Florida. However, uh, they play East Carolina, and East Carolina's had so many problems this year. They've had a lot of COVID-19 problems. Uh, really, they have a talent issue in the homecoming for USF. So even though I can't bet them myself, I would encourage folks to do their research and kind of lean towards uh, the University of South Florida as they will most likely cover. Uh, that game is going to be minus six. Minus six, USF at East Carolina. Uh, Memphis has not looked good this year. A lot of COVID-19 problems. You can't finish university, our rivals, UCF. You can't finish because everybody at UCF ends up going uh, seven or eight years to get a four-year degree. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So to make fun of, uh, you can't finish university. They had a bad loss to Tulsa. 2017 uh, national champion. Mm -hmm. 2017 national champion. <laughs> right, the paper champions, we call them. Yes, so, yeah. That's your AAC. Uh, Cincinnati looks strong. They always have a really strong defense. Look for the Cincinnati probably is going to be your representatives in the, in the big bowl game for the AAC. Houston looked good. Uh, all offense, no defense. They scored 49 points against Tulane. Gave up 31 against a really bad Tulane uh, football team. Yes, yes. And um, if you want to switch to the Big 12 right now with the big rivalry, the Red River yeah. shootout, a game that I sh I was actually, I took part of last year. I was at that game. The craziest crowd that split right in the middle. The nice. Orange. Um, right now we have OU as three-point favorites against Texas. Nice. I know uh, there's, Tom no Herman. there's no yeah, problem. Tom Herman covers. Yeah, Tom Herman yes, covers Tom as covers. a dog. 80% yes. of the time. So what do you think about that game? Break that game down for us. So breaking it down, I mean, the crowd last year was just so amazing. And then this year in the COVID era, we're not going to have a crowd. Oh, wow. Rattler, the quarterback for Oklahoma, he's going to be a little bit more relaxed, maybe no, no crowd. But right. it's also his first Red River rivalry game. Sam Ellinger, it's going to be his third game. And I'm right. looking for Texas to actually cover, to, to pull this W as the dogs. They're definitely going to cover. It's, it's in Texas. And, yeah, they're, they got a little bit more veterans on the team. They're, they're still beating themselves over their last loss to TCU. I'm pulling out Texas this weekend. Guaranteed. Nice. I 100% agree. Uh, I'm taking Texas plus the three points. You might uh, cover yourself, take the plus three, and then go Texas money line because it could be a crazy game. And oh, yes. It's the over-under for this game is 74 right now. Right. What are your and, thoughts on the over-under, yeah. Josh? On the over-under, I mean, it's it's a shootout. Last year, I believe the game was 34-24. A little bit more defensive played, but again, with less practices, less time at spring ball or summer ball, you know, the team, 
the points that's been scoring Texas this whole year, they've been going going off on everything. It's, it's they've been hitting the over. I'm expecting an over for this game. Or yeah, I'm expecting a 55-50 game, right? <laughs> yes. Right, because oh, exactly. you're right. They haven't been able to tackle, and it's not like Oklahoma tackles anyways. <laughs> exactly. And then, I don't know if you watched the Texas Tech Texas game. Right. Man. It's going to be hot. Uh, how hot was it last year? Very hot. Very hot. <laughs> it was uh, it was up in the 90s last year in Dallas, but. You know, now we got, again, no crowd this year. It's going to affect the quarterbacks a little bit more. But Texas, right. I'm expecting to cover. Yeah, and the other thing, too, with no crowd, uh, the offenses are going to be able to communicate better. And, the, and these are air raid, check with me offenses. Fast moving offenses. Fast moving yeah. offenses, yes. Yeah, and uh, we're uh, very uh, blessed to have Ben Ratzlaff, who we had on Wednesday the Faith Family Football Podcast, and he runs the uh, air raid at Houston Baptist, and they almost beat Texas Tech. They're one play away from beating Texas Tech. It would have been the second biggest upset in college football history. So I encourage people to listen to the podcast because we talk a lot of hardcore football knowledge. His coach at Houston Baptist coached with Clingsbury, who's the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, Graham Harrell, the offensive coordinator at USC, and you know, clinics with Lincoln Riley, the head coach of Oklahoma. So it's the air raid. So the air raid is checked with me, which means the receiver looks at the defense, see if it's man or zone. The quarterback checks the defense. The head coordinator make sure they're on the same page. They go, they go, they go fast. Zone, you do horizontal routes. Uh, man, you do vertical routes. So, there's no crowd to interrupt that communication. Yes, yes. So, man, there's going to be a lot of points for it, and I 100% agree with the Marine, John Luna, that it's going to be Texas on the money line. We'll, we'll take the plus three because we use business and financial content. So to reduce our risk, we're going to take the plus three, and then we're going to go over 75. Right? Okay, okay, okay. Sounds good? That sounds great with me. Um, the next thing I'm going to tackle John, uh, Josh. Yes, uh, the next thing we're going to go with Florida and Texas A&M. Okay. I'm going to dial up your Texas A&M Aggies. Yes. So what you think, Josh? Uh, they have 124 starts coming back on that Texas A&M uh, offensive line. So you had uh, another 12 start. Oh, well, another six starts because they played three games. But yeah, it's around another 18 starts. So those guys got like almost 150 starts at offensive line. Peter's got LSU next week. Yes. LSU's a bigger program, bigger challenge for them. You yes. got to think that the Florida coach has to keep some plays in his back pocket. LSU, Georgia, in games down the line. Uh, the line has moved quite a bit. The line has moved quite a bit from minus four for Florida to minus six. It's at minus six right now. And it's changed quite a bit. I don't, I, I trust Florida, but I don't know if I trust them enough to cover six in Texas A&M, especially with the line moving. Yeah. So uh, key number seven, right? So remember, yeah. key numbers are three, seven, 10, 14. So if it's at six, you buy a number, you take it to seven plus seven. And what do you think? I'm dialing up Texas A&M plus the seven points. 
Plus, oh, exactly, exactly. I'm taking that too. It's in Texas A&M. I believe Texas will have a few fans at that stadium. Oh, okay. And I mean, I understand it's not the pack house that's usually in College Station, but I'm I'm expecting A&M to cover on Saturday. Yeah, and now uh, they have a lot of cadets in military school. So you being in the military, right? You're a Marine. Uh, since those people are around each other the whole time, around each other a lot, is yes. it going to be easier for them since they see each other all the time? Oh, they're ready to go. In College Station, they are ready. At Kyle Field, they are ready to go. And I expect Texas a to cover at minus six. At a plus six, I would take Texas a and there's going to be a lot of cadets at that game. Yes, plenty of cadets, ready to go. Ready to be loud as possible to get to that Florida offense. And another thing is uh, they're going to get the whistle, right? Why are they going to get the whistle? Because uh, Texas A&M is – they got more money than Harvard in Texas A&M. Oil money, the tradition and the legacy and all that, they have a lot of money. Uh, that football program is about a $200 million program. <laughs> and there's a big game against the Gators at home. So they're going to get that whistle. They got that edge. So take – remember um, Coach Fisher? The man won a national title. He's won two national titles. He won one as the assistant coach for Nate Saban at LSU when he was at LSU. Then he goes to Florida State. He wins the national title there. The guy we'll be talking about in a little bit, Jeremy Pruitt, was now he was a defensive coordinator at Florida State when they won the national title. Then he goes to Alabama, which wins a couple more national titles as a defensive coordinator, and now he's the head coach of your Tennessee Volunteers. Okay, and we're getting into that Georgia Tennessee game. Yeah. Okay, Georgia minus twelve and a half home favorites against the Tennessee Volunteers. We have an over-under of that game for 43. Uh, this one I've been having trouble with because I don't know how much I trust Tennessee. They have been, for the years on the come up, we've been waiting for Tennessee to be back in the SEC. Right. Competing for the SEC East. But each year, they flake on us towards late in the season. That's why I'm taking Georgia to cover, actually, at minus 12 and a half. I believe the home field, and I just think Georgia on both sides of the ball, they're a better football team. I 100% agree. Uh, what's interesting to me, right, and what helps us predict football games is that Jeremy Pruitt and Kirby Smart are basically the same guy, right? They both coach for Nick Saban. They run the same defense. They run the same type of offense. Uh, so two teams mirroring each other. The only thing is that Kirby Smart, uh, you know, not to use a pun, it's a lot smarter than Jeremy Pruitt. Yes. And uh, Georgia gets better athletes than uh, Tennessee does. And I 100% agree. And then the other part of it is uh, coaches keep plays in their back pocket. They hide plays for their bigger games. And next week is one of the biggest traditional games that's going to be sad this year, but it's going to be interesting. Because usually uh, it's almost like a NASCAR. You know, there's a bunch of trailers, right? And the third week of October, traditional Alabama-Tennessee game. Yes. So Tennessee's got to keep plays in the back pocket to go against Alabama. 
and they really can't show everything against Georgia. Yeah. Georgia knows this. I don't think they want to blow them out, but I do see it could be 20 to 7, which means they'll cover those 12 points. Again, I like buying half points when it's like that, so I'll buy that half point, get it well, and take more. Georgia Bulldogs, those dogs will hunt on Saturday. And what do you think? Under 43? Oh, as I'm looking at it again right now, I'm thinking it's going to be a very defensive matchup. Right. I'm thinking then or Georgia is going to cover. I'm looking more about 30 to 13. Okay. That's what I'm looking more at. But I believe Georgia is going to dominate both sides of the ball. They got a better offensive line. They're going to control the line of scrimmage. I'm going to pick the Bulldogs to cover at 12 and a half. I think they're going to win by 13. Plus, maybe up to seven. And I think what I'm going to do in that game, I'm going to go over, right? I'm going to go over the 43, just because there hasn't been a lot of tackling, right? Yes. Uh, plays that they normally would make, they wouldn't make, because they really haven't been allowed to tackle. And then uh, Georgia's been an epicenter of COVID-19. There's been a lot of eyes on Georgia. So they couldn't do those illegal practices <laughs> yeah, no, that they like doing. And uh, so... Uh, I think Georgia will allow a, a touchdown they normally would not allow uh, to get this game over. But I do see them like you. I see them. It's a home game, so they have to win that. Yes. Some of the alumni to pay hundreds of millions of dollars. So they got to get it, get that game for them, especially against Jeremy Pruitt. I, I'm not sold on Jeremy Pruitt. I think he's going to do a decent job because he has a lot of resources, but he's not going to get to the Curry Smart level. At Georgia, he's close, right? Really close. Yeah, he's very close. Winning an NFL title. What's the next game we're going to tap? Okay, the next game for the the SEC. Uh, let me get this up. Uh, so we could start off with South Carolina Vanderbilt. I mean, I, I understand that's one of the weaker teams in the SEC, but right now South Carolina is minus thirteen and a half over Vanderbilt, with the over under of forty one. That's a game where you got to look at the over 41. Uh, it's one of those games that I have to be careful with, right? My emotions. I actually know Will Munchamp. He's the head coach of uh, South Carolina. Uh, super nice guy. He's an immensely really nice guy, really smart guy. He has to win this game. Us, you know, he's looking at probably getting fired. Uh, Vanderbilt, they have a veteran team. They're not that good, right? Yes. They got blown out last weekend against LSU. Yes. LSU's a, not as good as LSU of last year as well. Right. But they still should cover this game, but lose. So I'm going to go over 43. I'm going to buy that point and go plus 14, your Vanderbilt Commodores. What do you think, Josh? No, I agree with that. I think it's, it again, again, I believe this game is in Vanderbilt. I'm not too sure about South Carolina, how strong of a team they are this year. But I do expect them to cut, to not cover, to win this game maybe about seven, ten points. Right, I 100% agree. It's a game Vandy needs. They need to make it close, uh, but they won't win because uh, well, Muschamp is a great coach and he has better talent really than Vanderbilt. Yes. Okay. Okay. The next game on this list for this weekend, we have Arkansas playing at Auburn and all right now Auburn's favorites by minus 14 with the over under of 45. I'm thinking about an over for this game a lot and I, Arkansas they won last week Auburn's coming off a loss 
an embarrassing loss to Georgia, I'm going to pick up, I believe, Auburn a little bit, actually. Arkansas might keep it close late, but I'm going to take Auburn. 100% agree. 100% agree. Uh, I like Bo Nix, even though he had a bad game last, last week. I think he's growing as a quarterback. Uh, you know, and, and for all the reasons you said, uh, definitely Auburn's going to have an edge. And again, the tackling, right? And, and Arkansas doesn't have the talent. Uh, so it's a big game for Auburn. And I couldn't agree more. Right on your spot on on that one, man. Okay, okay. Love it, man. We're going to be making some money, man. This sounds good. We need to get these right. We got these. I'm feeling, I'm nice. feeling very confident in these. Yes. Especially, okay, tell me how you feel about this game right here. All right. We have Alabama, one of the top teams in the country, traveling to Mississippi. Saban versus Lane Kiffin. And right now, Bama is minus 23 with the over-under 69. 69. Yeah. And uh, I always talk about this, right? One of the uh, – you can look her up online, but really one of the prettiest ladies out there of all time is uh, Lane Kiffin's ex-wife, Layla Kiffin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What's important from a football standpoint is that uh, – her dad is David Reeves, right? David Reeves is old school offensive coordinator, used to be a quarterback for the Gators, good friends of Steve Spurrier. They ran back in the day the double barrel shotgun, which uh, Lane Kiffin is supposed to run a little bit this year. He ran against Florida, and it's, you know, it was traditional because those are all Florida people. And what a double barrel shotgun is, is you have a regular drop back quarterback with a running quarterback and you both have them both at the field at the same time. Either of them can take the snap, right? One can take it and either run it or throw it or the other one takes it and throw it to the other quarterback. And that's what they did against Florida. The drop back guy sent it to the running quarterback and he actually threw it for a touchdown. So you're going to see that a lot with uh, Lane Kiffin against Nick uh, Satan. I call him Nick Satan because of uh, all the lies he said when he was going to go to Alabama. He was a head coach in Miami. So I call him Nick Satan. Uh, both guys don't like each other very much. So uh, Lane has some things in his back pocket he's going to take out for this game to make it go over. Okay. Uh, I'm kind of torn on this. It's it's you can you can buy it to plus twenty four and a half. I think Lane will probably cover that and go over. What do you think, Josh? I would take the plus 24 and a half. And I do believe it's going to go over. These are two SEC teams that are higher octane offenses in the most, in the, the rest of them. And Alabama still trying to, you know, find themselves a little bit. They've been playing really hot. I would take the over. And I would definitely agree on that as well. Yeah, Steve Sarkeesian, he's the offensive coordinator for Alabama. And I think the Missouri game is a model for this because Missouri covered. And the game went over, right? Because we, uh, and Lane is going to not going to stop trying to score. So when Alabama has a big lead, uh, Lane is going to keep trying to score. Sarkeesian is going to keep things in his back pocket. Uh, we use business and financial concepts to bet on games. One concept you use in stocks is fundamental analysis. And fundamental analysis means that you uh, study corporate governance of a company see which company you're going to pick for us in football is we study the coaches right that's why we're talking a lot about the coaches 
and we're talking about uh, Sarkeesian. Uh, folks on Periscope, uh, thank you very much. Uh, make sure you have uh, any questions you have, we'll be happy to answer them. People ragging on AD, but AD is going to get the ankle healed and he'll be back. Soon. Let's hope so. Speaking on coaches, one of the other, the last SEC games we had, Missouri 0-2, LSU coming off a big one against Vanderbilt. LSU is favored right here. They're at minus 14 with the over-under of 54. That's going to be an interesting game. Uh, when the season began, I uh, LSU has three starters coming back on defense. Very young team. Yes. And obviously the quarterback they have is not going to be as good as Burrow. So I felt that a lot of teams, a lot of people were going to be betting last year's LSU team, which is this year's LSU. Uh, I think they'll win this game. But they don't cover against Missouri. Uh, Missouri's 0-2. They're hungry for a win. I think this game uh, is in Missouri. In Missouri, exactly. LSU, right? They're not no 2019 LSU. Yes. So, what do you think? Plus 14, you buy the half a point because you never know. You're so little cushion and go Missouri. And uh, what do you think about the overrun? No, I, I'm. I would buy that plus half a point, and I'm thinking Missouri. I'm gonna actually go with the. Um, I know this game's in, in Missouri. I feel like the offense is. Of both teams are going to start going. Missouri's offense was fine against Alabama. I think I'm going with the over at 55. They're going to hit 55 points for this one. Right. So if they can score against uh, a veteran Alabama defense, then you got to think they get they'll be able to score against a young, inexperienced LSU defense. Yes. And even if, even the even though they won the national title last year, a veteran LSU defense gave up a lot of points. Yes, they've been giving up points. I mean, I know not last weekend, but they didn't really look too great against Mississippi State, right. especially against the pass. Six hundred right. passing yards. They're due a game, and Missouri's going to be that team to get some points on them. Right, right. No, uh, Mississippi State was burning their corner, man, both of them. So it wasn't like, oh, one guy, this guy. And even the safety got burned a couple of times. I definitely see uh, Missouri plus the 14 and over the total. Okay. I like these games. No, I like them too. It's got to make the money right there. These Thank are money-making games. Yes, remember 52.5% is break-even. And right now we're sitting at 67%. But I like these games, right? Hopefully we can get up to – hey, hopefully. We will get up to – uh, 75% college football heading into the NFL, which we gave you that podcast on Wednesday. Uh, thank you for telling all your friends and neighbors about the ESPC betting podcast. As I showed the guys today, man, downloads keep on skyrocketing. So thank you for subscribing. Thank you for listening to the ESPC sports betting podcast, man. We're having a lot of fun. Listen to the NFL one we did on Wednesday. Uh, we started, we, we did three sides of the bet on Thursday night. We're two and one, which is 66%, 52% is break even. So we made money on Thursday night. So we're on a nice roll. So what's the next game, Josh? The last game I have for this weekend. I'm, I'm at a crossroads with this one. You have Clemson going against Miami. With okay. Clemson, we have a win minus 15. So Clemson's at minus 15. You know, they're one of the top teams in the, in the country. They want to win the championship this year. 
and Miami I'm not fully sold on, but we have Clemson and Miami at that the last game. Yeah, and I think it's an interesting number, 15, right? Yeah. It's like uh, Vegas thinks that Miami's going to make this a close game. He gave themselves enough to number. So let's say Clemson beats Miami uh, 35-21. Right? Yes. Uh, that probably is going to be over in Miami covering. Right? Yes. The over-under actually is at 60. 60. 60. So that would have been under. Yes, that would have been under. But these are two high-octane offenses as well. Yeah. So the over-under is iffy. Uh, I like uh, Mike Bobo. He used to be the offensive coordinator at Georgia. He was the head coach at Colorado State. He did a great job. Uh, Manny Diaz, right? And I have to watch my emotions on it because I should be biased towards Manny Diaz because he's Cuban, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm from Miami, so I got to watch my – I was – root for Cuban coaches. So I have to look at this rationally. So I'm going to take myself out of it, bias, and I'm going to let the Marine Josh Luda pick this game because he's looking at it from a rational, logical standpoint instead of me using my emotions and rooting for the Cuban coach. What do you think, Josh? Um, I had a friend tell me to take Miami. I'm going to say no. I think Clemson is in Clemson. They're just um, they're just a better football team, offense, defense. They're going to control the line. They're a bigger team. They're going to take control. And, and I, I'm saying Miami minus, minus 13, I, or Clemson minus 13. I'm taking Clemson. They're just top to bottom, a better football team. It's in Clemson. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Yeah, no, it's in Clemson. Uh, I'll go with that. Absolutely. I'll yeah. That. Uh, Overrunners, I think it's going to go over. I think both te- offenses are going to score, but at the end of the day, Miami wants to win that championship. They're, they're on a revenge tour, then they're going to Miami's in the way. They're just going to take out Miami on the way to an undefeated season. Yeah, no, I, I would agree on that, and I and I think part of the over is going to be DeAndre King for Miami because all these defenses, all the Nick Saban defense, smart, they don't account for the quarterback, and they win. They've won a lot of national championships. Clemson's won a lot. Of yeah. So you can't really argue with them, but those games go over because they don't count for the quarterback, and DeAndre King can take it to the house. Miami has a lot of explosive guys. They'll score. They're going to yes. So they're not going to cover the spread. So we're going to go Clemson, Clemson. 15, over 60. Nice. Yeah. I love those picks. Awesome picks, man. So very excited. Very excited. So what are the games you're going to watch tomorrow? All of them? <laughs> I'm going to watch all those games very closely. And I'm especially going to watch the Oklahoma-Texas game. Welcome. <laughs> all right. No, yeah, I always watch that game. I've been watching that game my whole life. It's always very traditional. Uh, and lately it's been a lot of a lot of scoring. And it's an emotional game. Yes. Two, the two fan bases hate each other for real. Uh, they're already trolling each other. It's a lot of fun. It's a great experience. Right Robert. Oh, yeah, man. I definitely have to go one of these years. I love going to those things. I've been to the Florida, Florida State game, Auburn, Alabama, Notre Dame, USC. So the next one needs to be like Oklahoma, Texas. Yeah, fun, get, fun time. That Texas fair next year will be great. Nice. And final words, uh, Marine, Josh Luna. Oh, no, I just, I'm just – 
Great. Let's, let's Lakers, we got to win this on Sunday, and I'm excited for the Saturday games. Yes. yes. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we're 67% now. We look to go to 75% because really every podcast we have, it's a business meeting. And every business meeting has to have a purpose and has to have an outcome. The purpose is for us to make money, to us have fun talking about games, right? And the outcome is 75% NBA, 52.5% is break even. Put money on our Visa debit cards, right? Yeah. We are at 67% college. 52.5% is break even. We've made money there. Right now, we're at 64% NFL, 52.5% is break even. We've achieved our goals. We've executed with actionable steps the outcome. And on this podcast, we just don't give a man a fish. We teach them how to fish. We tell you how we made these picks, and we give you all these picks. Because what we do is, what Winston Churchill said, to get us, got us through World War II. You make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the EFBC Betting and Financial Podcast. If you haven't heard of Anchor, it is free. It's a podcast that I use. <clears throat> and they really do a good job for us here at the GFSN betting and team report podcast. It helps us make 70 to 80% of your bets. Now, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started, my brothers. That's why this one don't cost $800 and that goes to us. And I don't know what that cost, I'm just shaking the word. That's why I'm